The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as a potential for discussions about other topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the person stating them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Last call. Please, somebody, listen. Oh, I'm going to get dreadfully angry. Last call. Last call. Argue, bastards, I said last call. Boo all you want, I don't care. Just get the hell out of here. But order one more drink before we go. Wow, that guy's really angry. Hello and welcome to the first last call episode of the whiskey tangent podcast i'm scott and i'm ed and uh this is something that we talked about doing maybe on a monthly basis but that was going to be too much fucking work (laughs) and (laughs) this might turn into some sort of bad sitcom clip show but um (laughs) we're gonna see what happens and ed's gonna tell you basically what we're going to try to accomplish with this yeah thanks god so we figured halfway through the first year be a good time to recap what we've done in the first six months since we started the podcast which we aired in April. April 11th. With the uh, first episode. And before we get too much farther into it, we get too much more material to go over and just kind of highlight some of the things that we thought was worth mentioning and funny and noteworthy. Kind of give a little shout out to some of our fans that are out there and some of the feedback that we've gotten. Also talk about some of the whiskeys that we've enjoyed and And just kind of do a recap, if you will. Yeah. And some of the little like uh, behind the scenes stuff that we did that nobody maybe knows about. Sort of like we can get into the origins of the podcast, like how it actually came up. It was me who had the idea to do the podcast and i i think i've been saying it just sort of as a joke for the past two or three years well, because, because we would, the way you would say it is this is so fucking funny we should be recording this right we so should, we would drink whiskey and we would talk about funny stuff with each other with our friends who have at times guested on the podcast right and we said you know like scott said oh my god this is hysterical yeah this is something we should be recording the world is missing out on this it was <laughs> <laughs> we're so damn funny they should hear us <laughs> we were a little drunk and arrogant i guess at the time but i mean you have to be a little bit arrogant to like start a podcast and put it out there yeah but you know i'm kind of an introvert uh ed is not so it's sort of interesting to hear your voice on somebody else's phone yeah um it's very uh strange anyway so i had the idea just half jokingly and it was early this year it was january right and i must have said it again and then like a couple weeks later I said, hey, um, so Amazon's got podcast starter kits, <laughs> two mics, two headphones, yeah, how a much, mixing board. How much was it again? It was $198. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, are we doing this? And I was like, let's do it. And so yeah. we put the order in and we've upgraded some of the things, but the mixing board is still the same. Yeah. 
and we use a laptop. It's very simple. They have and, two mics, two yeah, headphones. Yeah, uh, we have four mics now. We've uh, oh, because yeah. now our guests have you know have right. To, they want their own mics now. They can't share mics anymore. Everyone's so uh, entitled. Yeah, geez, them and their green M and M's. Nobody will know what that means. But if you're Van Halen fans from the '80s, you'd know. That's right. Um, and I think it was brown M and M's. But anyway, oh, was so, it? Oh, yeah. The reality is, all right. Now I got to tell the story. Um, <laughs> When a rock band comes into a place with a, a promoter, they have a whole list of conditions called a rider. Rider? I barely know her. <laughs> uh, so it could be like what type of spring water they want in the bathroom, um, what type of food they want during the buffet. And for Van Halen, one thing they had was a, a bowl of M&Ms, which I believe it said all the brown M&Ms had to be picked out. The reality is everyone who heard that story thought that they were pretentious pricks to have somebody pick out their goddamn M&M's for them. But the, when the story came out, it was their tour manager. He said that when he walked into a place, if the brown M&M's were picked out, that means they read to the bottom of the rider and he could relax about some of the other things. <laughs> it was just something he did to make sure that the facilities were following his instructions. Okay, so I looked it up on uh, Snopes. We, yep. So the claim is Van Halen's standard performance contract contained a provision calling for them to be provided backstage with a bowl of M&Ms from which all the brown candies had been removed. Yes. The rating is a mixture, as David Lee Roth explained in his autobiography. It says <laughs> the contract writer, as you said, right. read like a version of the Chinese yellow pages because there was so much equipment and so many human beings to make it function. So just as a little test, in the technical aspect of the writer, it would say, Article 148, there will be no brown M&Ms in the backstage area upon pain of forfeiture of the show with full compensation. So when I would walk backstage, if I saw a brown M&M in that bowl, well, line check the entire production, guaranteed you're going to arrive at a technical error. They didn't read the contract. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed you run into the problem. Okay, so that's from their autobiography. Right. Nonetheless, media ran exaggerated and inaccurate accounts of Van Halen using violations of the no brown, oh, for justification for engaging in childish, destructive behavior. I, I never heard that part. I heard the first part that it was just to check the rider. I think they're saying it's a mix because of the people were saying that they were using that clause as an excuse to do some bad things. Right. And and that's not really what happened. It was really just so that they read the contract. Right. And this is an extremely sideways early tangent. It's what we do. We drink whiskey and we go off on tangents. Right. We are well named. So yeah, back to our origin. So we ordered the equipment. We sort of like fumbled how to use it, how to hook it up. Yep. Uh, we set it up in my apartment where we're sitting right now at my breakfast bar. We have my microphone arms that we can position in yeah. any way and put yeah. the microphones Fancy. really close to our faces because before we didn't if you listen to our first few episodes i think it would be like <laughs> yeah it was it was our mic discipline is still not the best but um well we bob and weave after like our fourth drink that's the problem maybe we should be strapped strapped, strapped into the chair like like hannibal lecter <laughs> when they're wheeling them out to the airplane <laughs> yeah and um, then you just shove the mic right up to my face that, right Let's be honest. I, I'm, I'm way worse than you. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, I'm all over the place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it was crazy because we decided that, all right, well, we're going to just record like four episodes before we even release anything. Actually, we did six. We did six, yeah. right? They were all in the can before the April 11th launch date, which we had planned ahead of time. Yeah, I think the first day we recorded, because I named the files after the date that we record them, was January 31st. So we had decided that we were yep. going to do this, bought all the equipment, learned how to use it, and between then and April 11th, we recorded six episodes. Right, and did we do a few shorts too, right? Didn't we, though? 
we did. did yeah. I think we did one short because we decided to release them every other week. So we give our livers a break. And then one of us had the great idea to do short form episodes in, in the between, intervening right, weeks. We right. We wanted to have product coming out every week. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll get to those and too. The shorts are yeah. funny. So yeah. then just a little background. That Christmas, I'd received two tumblers. One of them had the um, Constitution on it, and one of them had the Declaration of Independence on it. So Scott's Tumblr is the Declaration of Independence because he had the spark. I had the, the idea, idea for the podcast, podcast, just like the Declaration right. and was. And I the- kind of put everything in motion to make it happen. So I get, to, I get to drink out of the Constitution glass. Right. That's how we uh, d- divide responsibility exactly. here at the Whiskey Tangent exactly. Podcast. You drink out of that glass because of these reasons, which are completely <laughs> overthought. But also, sometimes we have multiple glasses out in support of these, and it helps to know which one our glasses are. So it's good to have wording on it. It's true. So before we go too much farther and get into some of the episode specifics, I want to do some shout outs. Um, First of all, my cousin Nancy and her husband have been listening since the beginning, and I just have to give them a shout out. They've been fantastic supporters. They listen regularly. They give us feedback. They even catch some mistakes for us and be like, yeah, you might want to go back and listen. I think you cut out the question, (laughs) which which was a true story. And we had cut out the question. Yeah. So I wanted to give her a shout out because she's been so uh, uh, dedicated and so supportive. So thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. uh, I don't know you, but I thank you. And I'd like to give a shout out as well to uh, my friend Mike at work. We've worked together for over 20 years. He's the organizer of our happy hours and he doesn't even like whiskey. Uh, He had a bad experience with Jack Daniels in college and he just hasn't been able to get back into it. But uh, he listens to our podcast. He likes everything that we uh, post on Facebook and he's just an all around nice guy. Uh, Thank you, Mike, for listening and for your continued support. So, you know, having our podcast published for six months, we've been listen to in some really interesting places scott tell the people because i want to give a shout out to all of our fans internationally it's crazy who's listening to us and where yeah so we have people who have listened to our podcast outside of the united states in descending order of number of downloads we start with afghanistan there's a story there though are you communicating with some yeah the guy reached out he actually lives in marlton but he's over new jersey yeah he's over there in afghanistan for some reason he didn't say uh we assume military yeah he's either serving his country as a soldier or a, i'm assuming a military contractor or I, I can't see he's a vacationing no no he didn't sound like he was vacationing he, i won't say his last name but his first name is brian thank you brian for Thanks, listening brian for opening us up to an completely different continent uh actually it was his wife i think we should also thank because she was the one who told him about our podcast in the first place wow and Just, i'm not wow. sure he mentioned her name so i'm sorry if she if he did uh but thank you brian's wife thank you as well so the next country is south africa Wow. Somebody from South Africa. Her name on Twitter is Wenchy, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a blogger from South Africa. She's following the uh, podcast on Twitter? She is. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's her. May not be her, but that's sort of a coincidence that I started seeing South Africa in these stats, and then she liked us. Well, uh, if she's listening still, we appreciate, uh, you know, hit us up. Uh, yeah, so now that's, absolutely. That's a, so we're in Afghanistan, which is part of Asia, so that's one continent. Mm-hmm. And then we're in uh, South, Africa. South Africa, right. So, so we're in Africa. Africa, that's another continent. So let's see how let's keep, so, keep so, building. So now we're in three continents. Can we get to Europe? Third on the list is Mexico. All right, Mexico. Uh, we speculated that this might be a cousin of your stepbrother Joe. It's possible. Who knows? There's a lot of ways it could have happened. Sure. So unfortunately, Mexico doesn't put us on another continent, um, no. and neither does the next one on the list, Canada. Mm-hmm. But I think they stopped listening. Right. But because still haven't done Canadian whiskey. And yeah, right. So that might be. So they're like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Okay. <laughs> if you can't do Crown <laughs> Royal by now. 
I, I mean, we've mentioned Crown Royal. We have. All right. I'd like Crown Royal. Oh, no, I'd we, like it. We will do an episode. I don't, I, I, I don't, yes. I, they're not listening, so I don't know why I'm appealing to them. But if they turn back in, I don't hate Crown Royal. I like it. No. Um, next one is India. I think that might be a guy I work with. I think he was out on vacation and he went to India and he listened to him there. I, like, I could ask I him. I like how we refuse to believe that anybody just came across it organically. Organically. And liked it. We always have to feel like there's somebody we know that is the only reason they're listening to us. And all of these are like five and under. So I'm just going to read them all the way down. So we got Romania, Germany, Czech Republic, United Kingdom, Australia. Oh, another continent. We're on six continents now. Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't get South America. We haven't got South America yet? No. France, Ukraine, and other. Others. What does that mean? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like an island nation or something like that. All right. So, in my period of time when I managed motels in the summer times, I worked with a lot of people from Europe. So, I'm guessing that Romania and the Czech Republic are people that I worked with. Again, we're trying to did a great job. We're trying right. to. Right. I can't believe somebody in Romania just organically stumbled across. Hey, I like. Whiskey. Well, it's true. I mean, the United States, uh, possibly, right? The vast, vast majority of the people so who listen to us. I in think Ro- it could be States. clear to all of you that our main goal for the second half of the year is to flood the South American market with uh, downloads of at least five or more. I mean, Brazil is a huge right. country. Right. It's the fifth biggest in population in the entire world. Right. Three million people slept on a beach for three days to hear the Pope speak. Right. Surely we can get five downloads. Right. That's Rio, right? I guess it was real. I hear it was real dope. Ah, cut that out. <laughs> you cut out all my funny stuff, hater. I do not. I do not. I know because all my stuff is All right. Gold. So if you, if you don't know by now, I am the editor of the podcast and I adhere to three strict rules. Rule number one, is it informative? Rule number two, is it funny? Rule number three, is it leading somewhere informative or funny? If it doesn't follow any of those rules, it gets cut. <laughs> The ruthless blade of the edit button, it gets cut. Because I don't want people being bored. Right. You never want that. If I'm listening to it after I've edited it and I find myself, my thoughts drifting or something, I'm like, oh, well, that's bad. I legit trust him implicitly. Like, he's very good at knowing what works and what doesn't. I mean, there's times when I know what I said, and then all of a sudden when I listen to the episode, like there's a 30-second story that's gone, and I'd be like, hey, what about the story? Like, yeah, it wasn't funny. What? No, it wasn't funny. I'm like, all right. And just to be clear, yeah. when he's listening to it for the first time, it's not when it, after it's released. Like, I literally come over for a like a pre-listen before we release it to make sure that... Right. You know, just to give some, you know, quality control. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on Scott to release the whole episode. We have the entire whole episode that we recorded that we can always go back to and we can reinsert stuff and all that. We've actually even moved stuff sometimes from the end to the middle to break up. Right. Because we felt we were being too informative for like 20 minutes where it's like, oh, it's, there's nothing else we're talking about here except whiskey and distilleries. Right. Which is informative, but you know. It's not fun. You want to change the, the focus of every now and then to keep it fresh. So we have a good time with that and he's amazing at it. And I thank him for all his hard work because he works really hard. Well, thank you, sir. Cheers. And while we're speaking about cheers, we have to speak about a very prideful moment for us. Mm. We've made no bones about it that at the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, our house whiskey is bullet rye Mm. for two very good reasons. One, it's almost like Scott's rules. Is it delicious? (laughs) Right. Is it price reasonable? Mm. Then we buy it. Yeah. Bullet rye lends itself to cocktails, drinking it neat, and it takes good on a globe on the rocks. 
And actually, they have a, what is it, a 12-year rye that we actually didn't like as much well, because I think a, it, it was too oaky. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's because, to be perfectly honest to that, to the 12-year rye, we just have consumed so much bullet rye that we've grown to be very fond of it. Mm. And so to see a variation of it, it's like, oh, it's bullet rye, but not quite bullet rye. For the rest of the world, go and gobble up the 12-year. I'm sure you'll love it. The story about this is- we, Right, the we, reason you brought this up. We talk about bullet rye a lot. It was in our first episode. It was in our fifth episode. It was in the glass short. Mm-hmm. It, it makes its appearance wherever we need a standard or a yeah. control group whiskey. We're very scientific. And, uh, <laughs> so we actually got some love. Bullet hit us up. Yeah, it was their PR firm in New York City, um, the whiskeytangent at gmail.com email address. Got an email. They said, we really like your podcast. We want to send you a bottle. Yeah, so they did. They sent us a bottle of Bullet right here. And we opened it today in honor of our first six months to celebrate. Um, but it was nice of them to do it. And we hope to, you know, develop relationships with other whiskeys that we like. Well, you know, whether it's Woodford Reserve or whether it's Knob Creek or whether it's Basil Hayden. And, and if any one of those wants to send us a free right, bottle, anybody, we're not going to object. We will drink free whiskey. Uh, now, um, Old Crow, we're good. Mm, thanks. Yeah, thanks. The coolest thing about it was that uh, when we finally did get the bottle, it came with a nice, like, handwritten note. Right. Handwritten. Right. They invited us to Kentucky. If we ever come to Kentucky, they want us to come and uh, I wasn't sure if they're inviting us to visit them or to actually do an episode from the visitor center. <laughs> they built a new visitor center like, you know, like to invite you to. Uh, uh, I think it was just come visit. I like to pretend that it was okay to go and on and actually go on the road and, and do an episode from Bullet. All right. Okay. Which I bet I could make happen if we ever went to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. So if you're wondering what Ed does on the show, besides being hilarious and really good at improvisation, I don't mean to say, are you wondering what Ed does <laughs> on the show? Ed, what is Ed, why is Ed on the show? No, does he just drink and just and Scott does that's, all the work? No, that's that's <laughs> not what I meant. But like I said before, I'm sort of an introvert and he's an extrovert. Like, so we're out at a bar, we're anywhere. We went to the Iron Maiden concert just a, a week or so ago, and he's like making friends with the bartender there. That's not something that I will do. He gave him our whiskey tangent card, buttering him up so that he'd give us better pours. Yeah, um, which is you know something that's yeah, I don't I don't expect free drinks when I go out, but I but to those people who always look for nuggets of information, here's one for you right now a lot of people wait to tip the bartender to the end and that's standard and that's fine and you need to tip them at the end but the first thing you need to do is give them a five dollar bill as soon as they give you your first drink pay for the drink and then slide them a five and tell them your name hi i'm ed i'm going to be here all night you will get better pours mm. i mean so that five dollars will come back to you trust y- me you ev- it eventually adds up to an extra drink so because if you're getting yeah. one for you and one for somebody else he's better pouring for both of those and he comes to you quicker you wait less right and he's like uh, oh yeah that guy if you're drinking good stuff like scott and i do five dollars is nothing if you're going to be getting an extra you know half ounce or ounce on every time that you go up there so Ed is our in-person ambassador. I'm like the behind-the-scenes guy. We were just at the Whiskey Lounge the other night, and right. then there was two women sitting in uh, the area that we had reserved for us and our, some of our friends, um, and Ed was engaging them in conversation. He didn't kick them out right away. He was right. like, there was still room. The other, our all friends didn't yeah, arrived yet. Only half of us were there. And, and he's I, like, hey, stick around. He, in fact, he almost insisted. I was a little scared that they yeah. were going like, to Yeah, like, no, no, no. You don't, cause they were like, no, we don't want to be in your way. I said, no, honestly. I go, you're like, sit down. I'm not done with you. I think that's what you said. No, I said, um, <laughs> me and the one on the right, um, not Ashley. Do not say that you remember their names. Ashley Do- and... Um, that's ridiculous. 
I don't remember their name. Well, that's what I do. She was like, you know, I'm just getting into whiskey. So that intrigued me. I'm interested in what their mindset is because it helps us kind of shape what we talk about on the podcast to know what people are thinking about. Like when you're a newbie into whiskey. And they were women. So sometimes right. you, it's a lot of dudes in our whiskey lounge. Right. And, you know, I wouldn't say rare, but it's less prevalent to come upon women who actually like whiskey. Right. And are they're engaged. They want to talk right. about it. Right. Now, our whiskey lounge is also very smart in the fact that they serve wine in there, which... I mean, sometimes you go in there and there'll be four women in there after work having wine. And then while they're in there, they get intrigued by what cocktails you can have with whiskey, which is why we did episode 10, which was kind of a ladies' night cocktail episode. Mm -hmm. And um, I've lost my train of thought, Scott. Jump in. I think the train stopped. Uh, Maybe we just uh, segue. We wanted to go through each of the episodes and pick out our personal favorite moments or just some right. funny things, maybe some behind the scene things. Um, talk about the people uh, who are our guests on there. Episode one. It was our first time with the equipment. Right. Our first time speaking into the microphone. Badly. Hearing ourselves for the first time recorded. (laughs) And uh, we were a little stiff. Right. Hello and welcome to the first podcast of the Whiskey Tangent. I'm Scott. This is Ed. Say hi, Ed. Hi, Ed. Right, that's fair. I think I edited that episode more times than any other episode because I was so worried about how we would sound because it's the one that most people are going to listen to first. Right, and it's a shame because it's still not one of my favorites because I look back and very critically on my own, but... I did a flight of Mishners. I never really had sampled the Mr. Michters? Michters, yeah, thank you. Michters? Michters? Michters. Yes, Michters. I'm putting a TH sound in there. You're putting a sh in it. I'm sh. You're Michters. Michters. Right. And, uh, and I got to try four different... Um, four different what? Mich- Michters. Yeah, Michters. <laughs> four different Michters for the... Uh, for the- Michters! I listened to it again this week in anticipation of this episode that we're doing, and you know it's incredibly informative. I mean, Scott and I did a nice job with research for the MGP and the, you know one of our favorite whiskeys. Right. Bullet, Bullet Rye was our go-to for years, so we brought that in, and we went against Redemption, and we talked about how they were the same but different. And it really did establish the pattern that we ended up just adopting over time is comparing two whiskeys. And people seem to enjoy that, and we had a, a few rants and tangents, but we still felt like uh, it was like we were really still doing work like we're still focusing on stuff yeah episode two the flat earthers thing had come to my mind as something that i was going to bring up later when we were recording and i had no idea that ed had also sort of a related rant um about the moon landing i watched something the same week pissing me off people saying that the moon landing was fake and they have no evidence it's just something that sounds good so so we're recording the episode and we're being very pedantic and then ed stops us like 20 minutes in it's like no 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 stop we're being boring i'm boring as shit we can't do this this cannot be our second episode it's the only time we really did this Start over. We're we got to start, yeah, no, start over. No, no, we're fine. We already started four times. <laughs> Such a lie. <laughs> Three times? Twice. Twice. Okay. We were trying to be so informative and so professional, and the reality was we lost our edge. I trashed it, and I said, talk about what you really feel like talking about first. Scott had heard a podcast on Flat Earthers, and he was all wound up. Vintage Scott being Scott. It's ignorance mixed with arrogance. Like they wow, don't, so they don't know anything about the subject, but they're so arrogant to think that only they actually do know the truth. And it's a vast conspiracy by governments and conspiracy. scientists and NASA. A conspiracy to do what? 
my rant, which goes along with that, which is that people think the moon landing was faked. There were six moon landings, just for the record. When people say we faked the moon landing, I want to. I'm getting all amped up again. You so, are getting amped up again. So, so if you haven't heard that episode, no. Um, <laughs> if we had never got the whiskey that day, I think it would have been okay because we just decided that we were going to do what we feel like doing, talk about what we feel like talking about, and it's just been great. Episode three bit of a departure because we didn't talk about two different whiskeys no. we talked about two different things the whiskey lounge that we had just joined and right. a whiskey tasting that we had just gone to right not at the whiskey lounge we cheated right because <laughs> we're actually going to a whiskey tasting at the whiskey lounge tomorrow ironically yeah yes um but just for the record it's from willet distillery and we'll be talking about that in a future episode right will it be good <laughs> so bad <laughs> it's terrible I, i'll ask him to edit that out i will not <laughs> Bad puns are what we're all about. Maybe time has them. We could do a flight. Possible. We should go to time. That's in Philly to one of our favorite whiskey bars in Philadelphia. As I say, every podcast, we're going to mention it every time. And, you know, in there, I gave a public service announcement. People were like, oh, my God, it was so gross hearing about your colonoscopy. Well, I mean. Oh, right. And you have to look at the humor of the event. I mean, like, I didn't actually detail things being inserted or anything. I was just talking. Well, actually, I did. I take that back. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely did. I go back like three weeks later. He throws me back on the table again. So there, my dress pants are down around my knees. The same assistant's in the room. Now this time he's got me watching the TV screen of my colon. He wants to show me what he's done, right? He goes, now we may encounter some stool. Don't be embarrassed. (laughs) And I said to him, why would I be embarrassed, Doc? The stool is where it's supposed to be. You're not where you're supposed to be. It was meant to be humorous, and most people found it pretty hysterical. I think it's your flat-out funniest story, because it's not an angry rant. No. It's a I funny story it about, you know, being in the doctors and being vulnerable and yeah, being just, embarrassed. And it, it just, yeah. Episode four. Girl Scout cookies. Right. This is where I feel like Scott finally let his hair down, which is an <laughs> ironic is, statement because yeah, he's bald. Yeah. But, um. Thanks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. He doesn't have any hair. Well, on my head. All right. Now he's being inappropriate. So, so out of nowhere, he starts it, and it seems like a productive conversation. He's talking about how uh, an article came out pairing the different Girl Scout cookies with different whiskeys. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I read an article a while ago. I just came across it again recently. Okay. Pairing Girl Scout cookies with whiskey, which <laughs> – at the time, I thought it was brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. It's hey. great. But you know what? Fuck that. Fuck Girl Scout Whoa. cookies. Because fuck Girl Scout cookies. Fuck Girl Scout cookies for two reasons. One, they're annoying. They're everywhere. The children are annoying? Just the whole process. Okay. It's, it's, it's not the children. I'm not hating on the children. Well, oh, wow. okay. okay, partially. Yeah, and again, I didn't tell him that I was going to do this. No. I just said, I have a pretty good rant that we can go on to. Correct. Something that's important for you all to understand. We don't really plan. The rants, we don't. When we're doing the whiskeys, we usually each pick a whiskey to go do the research on the distillery if we need to. Right. We like to be knowledgeable because we want to appeal to multiple people. Someone who's new, staring at that wall of whiskey that we call it in the liquor store, what should I buy? Even people that are experienced, that maybe drinking the same two things, giving them info to go buy a third thing and try something different. But then for someone who's been drinking 10, 15, 20 years, giving them background on stuff that they might not have known. Right. And it's not something that people are going to necessarily do. Oh, I like this whiskey. I'm going to go look up its entire history. Nobody does that. And I think, honestly, that's one of the most fun things about doing this is doing that. 
the real history starts in 1870, where Colonel E.H. Taylor bought a distillery that was built on the land. And then from there, George T. Stagg purchased it. It was purchased by another company. There was a fire. There were floods. Locust. Uh, Albert Blanton, who uh, Blanton's is named after, um, he ends up becoming the master distiller at a certain point. That was in 1897. Then, of course, Prohibition comes and goes. Did they work during Prohibition? They- I read somewhere that they were open and producing whiskey for medicinal purposes. Which- that, right. That's a prescription you wanted to have in the 30s. Yeah. And back then, that was an actual thing. Oh, yeah. Like doctors uh, would prescribe. Oh, yeah, medicinal some- marijuana now. So 100 years later, it's line true. up. It's medicine. Get your for, prescriptions. It's medicine for me, that's for sure. I'm a teacher, so mm. it's not medicine for me. <laughs> not since, like, Bush Sr. was president. Right. <laughs> Uh, we're huge whiskey nerds, and uh, you know Ed's a teacher, and I was an English major, so we're used to a lot of research and reading and historical references, and that's really been one of the biggest pleasures is researching all of these whiskeys, finding out the interesting connections between them. Correct. It goes back to Scott's rules, right? We want to be entertaining, mm-hmm. and we want to be informative. Mm-hmm. We really try that as our two goals, and having simple goals like that makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Episode five. Our first cocktail episode and our first guest. Right. So we brought Gabe in, who's one of our oldest friends, yep. who was a, uh, for years, a wedding bartender and a whiskey connoisseur right with us. Like he's one of our whiskey buddies. We've drank so much whiskey with him over the years and he has a great palate. Yep. Gabe and I have been friends since like oh, 19. Eight years ago, according to Facebook today. <laughs> We've been Facebook friends for eight years. And actually, we've been longer if I didn't unfriend him, like, by accident. (laughs) I mean, Scott and and Gabe are actually, I guess, older friends than I am. Yeah, like 1988, I think I met him. Yeah, I've also been friends with Gabe for a very long time. I mean, it's a comparable amount of time. Like, yeah, It's not like you've been friends with him three years and I've been friends with him 30 years. No, I've been friends with Gabe for over 20 years, for sure. Sure. And, uh, I mean, what a great guy. And what's great about Gabe is you can really razz him. He has a huge tolerance and he can give it back and he's a thick skin and we really go at each other a lot and uh it's evidenced by the two episodes that he appears in and the short right when i called him our whiskey sherpa and he should stop talking so much and just carry our whiskey to the top of the mountain he didn't even get phased by it he just kept talking i loved it he just like let that go right off him <laughs> it's once again goes what you said about having the bite ratio and the mixture mm-hmm. it's a study in balance Oh, it's a Pulp Fiction reference. Yeah. You might not have heard that. He might have been too far away from the mic. But that's all right. He heard it. He was yelling. I heard it. (laughs) Well, you heard it because he's standing right next to you. Oh. So, so, uh, I will say this, not to cut you off, Gabe, but you can jump in a second. I think the thing about the old fashioned is. Know your place, Gabe. Maybe too. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. You don't even have 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 headphones. Oh, Oh, jeez. Oh, shit. Thank God we're not on TV. We've decided that if either any of us can't be here for an episode, Gabe would be the replacement. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. He would be like the guest host. He's the shemp to our yeah. Larry and Curly. Yeah, if I ever have my gallbladder out, Gabe will be here for that week. <laughs> and so he came in and we wanted to do a cocktail episode on what we consider three classic whiskey cocktails. Right. Old Fashioned, the Manhattan, and the Boulevardier. I might have a Boulevardier. You may. Right go. now. Right. I got Campari right here. If you've listened to episode five, you know a Boulevardier is not my favorite cocktail. <laughs> So Campari is a, um, it's bright red. It used to be made with like like sea creatures or something to get what? that red. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> making that up. I am not you? making that. It's not, 
it, there's a fruit called the chinetto or something like that. Oh, Where, where's my... This uh, is absolutely ridiculous now. No. I'm not being part of this at all. No. <laughs> We're just making... What is it like? A Alice in Wonderland. It's from there. You're, you're, you're just a hater. You're just making fruit up now that we don't I know. am not making it up. So it, chinado, it's called. So there's a little Mediterranean citrus fruit. It looks like a tiny... No, there isn't. It looks like a tiny orange. It's like a... No, it doesn't. A, yeah, open it up. Wow, it smells terrible. It smells like an orange's armpit. And I, I shan't be having a bowl you of water. shan't. Eggs. Would you like a Manhattan? Sure. We'll have to pause. You want to pause and come back with a drink? Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Made that. with Bullerai. Round one. So, contrary to what I said earlier about having a Boulevardier, I decided to also make myself a Manhattan. And Scott Hatton. A Scott Hatton. <laughs> and I made a double for both of us. Ed, while we were off air and he was making notes, he drank half of it already. I can't help it. It's delicious. And Scott informed me that I just drank two shots of whiskey. It's it's basically like he took a Manhattan, regular Manhattan, and just did it as a shot. Yeah, it was delicious. So, Well, I make good Manhattans. He does. He makes really good cocktails. Check out episode five for confirmation. (laughs) But don't check out episode 10. Or the uh, minstrel up short. Because I totally fucked up those. (laughs) Episode six was our first journey outside of the United States whiskey wise. We did Jameson and Powers and it was really wonderful to compare the two because first of all, Jameson was much maligned as being a throwaway shop and yet neat or even on the rocks, it, it does have standalone qualities. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised because like I said in the episode, uh, I only had it as a shot. Right. And the powers um, so came good. through, so good, having more complexity. And you know, you have the Jameson, which sells about thirty million bottles a year, and Powers has three million bottles, so it's much more select and, and more crafted. Yeah, and it tastes that way. And episode six, we talked about our journey to the Anglesey Pub down in uh, North Walwood. Yeah, that was really our first education in Irish whiskey. The bartender there, for some reason, took a liking to us and decided to give us a trip through the entirety of Irish whiskey. Yeah, and they were friendly bartender pours as well. It was filling the glass to the top. Even though there was ice in it, it was to the top every time. And these weren't small glasses. Right. The highlight of night for me was Scott singing along with the band doing um, Down Under by Men at Work (laughs) as loud as he could. Uh, It was the highlight. It was a really good time. I also remember you finding me later sitting on the front steps of the uh, establishment, um, not remembering where I was. Yes, you were getting some air. And Powers was actually the star that night, too. Yeah. Right. And it was very similar to what we did um, in episode four with Eagle Ver and Buffalo Trace, which mm-hmm. are two expressions made by the same distillery, yeah. but very different. I love how sometimes we'll choose two whiskeys, not at random, like we're choosing them for specific purposes, but then they have additional hidden similarities. They share a history or they share a mash bill or right. they share taste characteristics that you wouldn't expect. Like, for instance, in episode two, where we discovered that the picture of the dude on the old granddad was Basil Hayden. Right. And we had already paired them together. Right. So the old granddad they're talking about, well, guess what was Basil Hayden? Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Episode seven. We compared our origin stories. For me, Woodford Reserve and for Scott, Knob mm-hmm. Creek were the first, what we would call craft bourbons that we got into. Mm-hmm. Much- I remember that episode being really tough to craft the tangent because we went off on the Kate Smith controversy. Right. 
the entire country was racist in 1931. I don't understand how <laughs> she gets labeled with somehow being on like the cause of racism. Like, right, right. Like, if anything, I mean, did anyone ever see the movie Holiday Inn with Bing Crosby? It has got some of the most racist scenes in it that I've ever seen in movies. And they, by the way, they still show that movie. It's a beloved holiday classic. Every single year that movie comes out. And yeah. in the middle of it is a scene of blackface and singing that is just a horror show. And we actually tangented from that into like Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson. Right. And we all got into these... a lot of heavy issues that we, uh, Scott decided to cut because it wasn't funny and it wasn't informative. Correct. So it, it's a good thing to uh, bring up that Ed and I, we have very well-reasoned and long-standing political opinions, but we decide not to do it on this show because yeah, it's not what the it's, point is. It's not fun or informative. Right, right. We're at the bar. We've already dealt with the annoying parts of being alive and we're and life and we've come to the bar for a whiskey and the last thing we want to hear about is xyz that we find stressful so if we wanted to do a political right. podcast we'd be doing a political certainly, podcast certainly and it would be just as good as this one except angrier <laughs> yeah there's a there's a uh, a couple of guys who do a podcast called whiskey congress but that's what they do they drink whiskey and talk politics right. now we could do that but that's not really what we want to do and i have to tell you it's pretty funny i was in the bar someday and somebody was drinking a nice whiskey and i'm talking to him i give him the card for the podcast and he took it he stopped he goes hey man i'll listen man and it's not political not is political it? right no and i was like we're not like, cool because i just don't feel like that yeah so there, I know, we know there's people out there that just want to escape from the bullshit of facebook you know what right, i mean right if mm. everyone just structured life whether is it informative is right. it funny? funny then don't post it right episode eight our July 4th episode, so we decided to do Jefferson Reserve in honor of one of my favorite founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson. He's an interesting person and complex and certainly flawed, very flawed. Sure, they all were. They all were. They were human way, beings. Even great men can be flawed. And society was flawed, really. This goes back to the Kate Smith argument. Ed and I are flawed. We're right. great men. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a few pounds overweight. I, should, I could probably do some neat. Oh, some... an old-fashioned definition of the word great. <laughs> like the Great Lakes. Right. I'm a dick. You're. <laughs> exactly. And, well, Scott and I started to do was, since it's kind of a bitch to set everything up, right. we would do a short and an episode together right. to kind of give us a week off so we didn't have to drink. I mean, don't get twisted. We did drink. But we drink a lot more when we do an episode and a short. So yeah. we had Jeff over. He did a short with us. And then the episode that followed it, which was the uh, Jefferson Reserve. And he brought a lot of interesting questions and stuff to it. He's been a yeah. friend of Scott's longer than mine as well. Yeah. Jeff and I have known each other since like ninth grade. You're going to be hard pressed to find a nicer, more intelligent person than Jeff. He's a great guy. And honestly, so happy that he could take some time out to be with us on the podcast. Uh, he added so much. And we'll have him back on again. Yeah. Like he came in and I didn't even expect it but he was the one who came up with the whiskey jeopardy questions when this robin hood star was prevented from drinking johnny walker on set he injected vodka into an orange so we could have his alcohol who is errol flynn that is correct holy sh is that true that's awesome errol flynn man one of a kind actually put cocaine on the tips of his penis as well <laughs> Didn't, did he? How do you know that is the question. I, well, you don't forget stuff like that. <laughs> or well, that's true. Once you hear that, I, I'll never I'll forget I'll never it. forget that now. <laughs> right. Just for the record, as far as self-esteem goes, I lost Whiskey Jeopardy to Scott. Then I lost the offensive shot names to Gabe. 
I'm 0 and 2 in like competition. Yeah. Okay, so there. what I need to do is create a new quiz that I can win. That you can win exactly. and then like put it against right. some patsy. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah, we'll bring somebody in here. Yeah. Okay, Sergio, calling Sergio. <laughs> Come on in. And I'm going to Sergio we're will take ha- fence of that. He'll we're, be like, "What ha- do you mean you're going to beat me?" No, I'm not. We're going to rig it. You have no chance of winning. Okay. Like we're going to totally skew the game. And you'll like that cuz you'll be like, "Ah, <laughs> thanks Obama." <laughs> so, um, the reality is Thomas Jefferson was a brilliant man, but and did not like whiskey, which is really amusing. He was a wine drinker, yeah. I guess. But Washington some- was a fan of whiskey and even distilled his own, right. which we talked about. Um, that was one of my favorite research episodes because I knew about the Whiskey Rebellion and something, but I didn't know like the particulars of the presidents and right. their relationship with whiskey. Right. If you feel like being raped for whiskey, go to Virginia, oh, to Mount Vernon. Yeah, listen to the episode and um, the prices that they're charging for probably terrible whiskey right episode nine we talked about elijah craig and evan williams small batch right just to follow up the founding fathers of america we thought we'd do founding fathers of whiskey and we chose these two gentlemen uh their whiskeys are today the ones that are named after them are made by heaven hill and then when we did the research right they lived in the same area of virginia that ended up becoming kentucky at around the same time and did about the same things they had to know each other yeah so elijah craig wins that battle hands down taste wise but the evan williams is at least 30 percent cheaper right for the price for the small batch mm-hmm. scott took my manhattan from me i want everyone to know he took it away i'll tell you exactly how long ago he took it away 16 minutes ago from me i haven't had a drink in 16 minutes because he said i drank mine too fast and so i'm technically supposed to get it back in six minutes okay six minutes okay you can have it back in six hey, minutes well, but i really want it now no okay <laughs> The fact is, I can drink straight out of the bottle. <laughs> you can. You can reach the you bottle. You can't just, stop yeah. me. No, I can't. You're right. Grown-ass man. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about the um, the tangent that we went on was about us being angry and having <laughs> a separate, very anger-filled episode. I wonder if we're getting curmudgeon in our yeah. old age. I decide to announce to Walmart that they need to run their place better. So I say, just like this, yo, Walmart, is this your first day in business? How much longer do I have to hold three items before you open up another goddamn checkout line? Is there a manager for this nightmare? Is anybody in charge of this nightmare? Because they have been repaving the fucking entrance road to the train station for three fucking weeks. How long does it take to pave a road? I've seen it done overnight out here in front of my apartment. They did an entire major road. Three weeks it's taken. I've been waiting at that fucking exit for three weeks. It's definitely worth going back and listening to him, but the title is Two Angry Men, which is a riff on the old black and white film called 12 Angry Men about a jury and a murder trial, I guess. Um, very famous. Henry Fonda's in it? Oh, George C. Scott was in, I think, the- Oh, George C. Scott. Was in it also. Yeah. Um, but the whole episode's called Elijah Craig versus Evan Williams, Two Angry Men, and I didn't want people to think that we thought that those two guys were angry men. No, we were. Episode 10.
you will get your drink back in two minutes. Okay. (laughs) Ladies night at the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, we decided that it'd be interesting to make some drinks that were kind of geared towards the ladies that specialize in whiskey. And we did a um, bourbon lime ricky, a cranberry whiskey sour, and then we made a whiskey ginger peach that we fucked up. Now, (laughs) first I fucked it up, and then second, Ed fucked it up. But I will admit, Ed's was better. We will make it again and make it better. It won't be on air. It might be on the air. Who knows? Depends if there's ladies around. Right. Well, that was a lot of fun yes. to get their opinions right. on the bad pickup lines. Right. So we had three girls come on, Shelby, Nari, Andrea. Right. And Scott was smart enough to come up with a segue between the three drinks, which was cheesy pickup lines. And it was hysterical to hear them react. Are you a parking ticket? Because you got fine written all over you. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, my God. It was no. so like... God, they hated that one. They wow, hate, they hated that one so guys, much. Guys, if you're out there, the, listen, hated it. Here's the last one in this round. Nice legs. What time do they open? Oh! 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 That's a punch in the face. Oh! <laughs> a new rating. I don't know how he thought of it, and this is the brilliance of Scott. Mostly they either loved or hated him, but they would have splits between them where two would hate it and one would love it, and that was very interesting to see. So so what I do is I, I end up picking up little snippets of conversation that Ed has. So a lot of these ideas are actually yours. Word vomit. I just spew stuff out. Scott <laughs> you were the grabs one, it. Yeah, you were the one thinking about having a ladies' night right? and like what we could do, and then that kind of morphed into, oh, uh, let's do a cocktail episode. In another conversation that we had, you talked about doing one about they found some shop names, which ended up being a short that we did. I made a a quiz out of it. But in researching those bad drinks, it's when I found a website that also had bad pickup lines. I think I originally were thinking, let's offend the girls with the offensive shop names and see what they thought of that. Right. And having gone through that episode, I'm glad we didn't because they are really offensive names. I would have felt awkward saying like... Like slow, comfortable screw to like three twenty-seven-year-olds. Yeah, I mean, like, true. And like, like, yeah, some of the drinks were like cunnilingus and yeah. circle jerk, and yeah, it's like that was okay. a tremendous Those, decision not to do that. Yeah. By the way, I have given Ed back his Manhattan. Yes, thank you. He's allowed to. Drink I've already now. drank two two giants out of it. And Wait, now, look, and I'm now, I'm almost down as far as you are. Oh yeah, you you yeah. did good. You're doing yeah, good. I'm catching up. Episode eleven. I remember it was like, I went to edit. It's like, okay, we have to come up with the uh, subject for a new episode. And he's like, you know what? I feel like we should do our favorite whiskey because we haven't done it yet. And yep. that's Angels Every Rye. And I'm like, okay, let's do rum finished whiskeys. We'll pick another one. Right. So we originally had two. We we're going to do the Tullamore Dew finished in Cabernet Rum. Right. And then the um, Angel Envy. Right. And then we invited Gabe to guest host again because he hadn't been on since episode five. Not everybody has common sense in this world, right. which is a whole other podcast we can get into. Correct. Right. Common sense is not common. Common sense. Right. We could have a common sense podcast. But We'd all talk like this. Hello. Welcome to the Common hey, Sense good Podcast. To see you. Good to see you. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. We have a guest today. Can I Gage. finish? No. We're, we're, we're on can the, I finish? We're on the Common <laughs> Sense Podcast. Right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why Gabe's talking so much. He's, he's like our so bourbon much. Sherpa. And he brought tealings. Yeah, it was a surprise. I've never had, and none of us had had until- I'd never heard of it. Well, let's just say I've drank two bottles since episode 11 (laughs) of just the tealings. I've had one myself, yeah. Episode 12. Uh, we went down to the shore. Yep, our first remote broadcast. Yeah, our first, we went down to um, Bunkers Marina. <laughs> I had to bring all this damn equipment down the shore. <laughs> you did a wonderful job. I was afraid I was going to forget something. Right, then we had to record on our phone. 
<laughs> so Mike and me have known each other since pretty much birth. Really? And, uh, birth? Yeah, well, our mothers were best friends since kindergarten. Oh, that's how we met. That's so cool. He was a dick when I was little. Don't get, don't, was don't, he? Don't no, get all sentimental. Wait, was he? Yeah, he was like, well, you figure Mike's three years older than me. So when I was like five uh, and he was eight, yeah. he's like, he don't want to hang out with me. Sure. One time I threw his glove to him and he, it hit his chest and it fell to the ground. He let it. And then he goes, don't throw my glove. And I go, well, you should have caught it. And then he punched me. As we I was, as he did, he punched me as I was opening up the door, and I landed at our mother's feet in tears. <laughs> why didn't you tell that story on the episode? I don't know why. Because I, I totally would have kept. It that. just came out in therapy this week. <laughs> no, yeah, he said he was a violent little bastard. But um, the um, we've been he's pro- such a nice, <laughs> gentle guy. <laughs> no, you know, he was a dick as a kid. He really was. He had issues. Oh. Maker's Mark Bourbon Street lamp for my bar. Oh wow! Oh, that gets n- to see. Now. That's nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, this that's is a big bottle. My wife couldn't fit it in. That's cool. Oh, hello, <laughs> well, hello, hello. Your wife couldn't fit it in. Yeah. Wait, what? Behave. What happened? Behave. Talking about his wife fitting oh. stuff inside of her. Oh. Sorry, Kim. Um, he said it wouldn't fit. <laughs> you, you, you made it dirty. No, I did. You're right. Double bottle. Yeah, and this fits in like this. Stop right? saying fits in. <laughs> But we did a Maker's Mark and Larceny because Scott and I had a really bad experience a long time ago with Maker's Mark. We had bought the 46 when it just came out at my old house. So it had to be at least six years ago. And uh, this is a time way before podcast days when we would just get together, buy a bottle we had never had and see what we thought. Just hang out. Yeah. Which is what we do now on the podcast. Right. That's <laughs> why Scott said we should do this. That's right. And we've been doing it for eight years. So seriously, like the, the exact right? conversations that we're having now, we had eight years ago. We just weren't recording them. Right. And so we got the 46 and we were excited because man, Mikey's Mark is a cool ass bottle. They got the wax on there. They got a great history. Now, granted, neither of us really liked Maker's Mark itself right but we thought the 46 was like okay this is a higher expression right. we had experience with higher expressions of base spirits and this was like okay yeah let's get it and we hated it hated it like drinking it on the rocks we're like oh my god like it's terrible although in the episode we did rehabilitate our opinion of maker's mark so maybe right we will like maker's mark 46 now. i don't know i'm afraid to try it again but we we have i'm reg- not gonna buy a whole bottle we to had, try it but what the only we know what i mean is like like we might have it at a oh, bar. Oh, buy it out. The, okay. Yeah. So I like the Larceny better, which is a Heaven Hill product. Larceny's good. I remember liking it at, at the whiskey tasting in episode three that yep. we went to. I liked it better than the Maker's Mark, but, you know, not a whole lot better. Episode 13. Was the battle of the 10 years. And I have to tell you, talking about two interesting, delicious expressions. One was Henry McKenna, tenure. Also from where, Scott? Heaven Hill. Henry McKenna is one of the best drinking whiskeys I've ever fucking had. Okay? I'm going to say it like that. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. It was so good. And it finished so well. And it's supposed to be about $34. Right. So it had just won this year one of the most prestigious whiskey tastings, the San Francisco Spirits Competition. And... It's price skyrocketed. Yeah, like it's, it won the whiskey's biggest package award or something like that. Like <laughs> it won best bourbon, right? And then won best whiskey overall, right? That means scotch isn't everything, right? Other one we did was Russell's tenure, which we just killed tonight. We actually, finished it because we were warming up, and it was very, very interesting, very peppery, and it was spicy, and it was very unique. Siobhan was the guest. She's my next door neighbor. Yeah, I met her like a year ago. Right, and, and uh, we went to the Iron Maiden concert. 
concert together. Right. She's just real cool people. We don't want to get stagnant. So by bringing different people in that we think that we kind of vet a little bit as being interesting and having something to say and having something, you know, kind of interesting about them. We went to Siobhan's birthday party when yes. she turned 40. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's the whole yeah. reason you're here. Well, wait, you're 10 not, years. Yeah. yeah I, I know it's 10 years, but it could be any 10 years. Yeah. You guys. didn't have to tell but, her age. Know. No, but you want no. to hand up my social too? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> my, my place of birth? No, just your credit card number. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. 4217 3159. <laughs> Because she's not even a whiskey drinker. No, she doesn't drink whiskey. We just forced her into the <laughs> into the show. We're like, we just want her because she's funny and she's willing to try everything. So she tried it, you know. Sure. And it gave us a perspective of a non-whiskey drinker trying whiskey, which I thought added something to what we were trying to talk about, especially when we're dealing with two very high-level expressions like McKenna and Russell's. Right. Okay, so maybe we should uh, talk about the shorts. <laughs> whiskey short. Right. So, I mean, the first short we did was how to drink like a pro. And honestly, it was pretty funny. Yeah. We had decided early on that we were going to do the episodes every other week. And then it was like, well, what are we going to do in the weeks uh, intervening? And one night he was over here. He was like, fuck it. Let's just do it. We're just going to do do it right now. First thing we need to do is like tell people what to do before you go to drinking. So we talked about pre-gaming and eating some food and getting a base and staying hydrated and how to handle it in the morning. And it came out great. So we decided to keep doing it. So we mix up our shorts with being informative, whether you should put water in your whiskey or not, right. what glassware makes a difference, right. uh, how to drink like a pro, how uh, to get over hangovers uh, and quick, stop the screaming of the cats. Right. Quick tastes of uh, a special whiskeys that we've right. encountered or Jim bought. Beeman, we did a, um, a quick taste of a Blood Oath. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a quick taste of a Game of Thrones whiskey that from uh, Down Winnie. Al Stark, and um, we did Jim Beam and Jack Daniels uh, in our way. Right, a comparison, yeah. Our, we did at another one, which we call uh, Whiskalaneous. We did Jim Beam Double Oaked, Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, and Jack Daniels Honey Liqueur. We even did um, Heaven Hill White Label at eleven seventy three a fifth. It was not terrible. Wait, did we do that in a short, or was that part we of an did. episode? That was actually part of an episode, but I'm throwing it in here. We did talk about it and taste it. We did have the bottle here. Yes, it yeah. was here, and me eleven ninety three. So. You you're like this has to be dog shit and honestly it wasn't bad it was not complex no it was corn and sweet and simple but seriously if you have 12 dollars and you want to get yes. fucked up it's buy it because right. it's not bad heaven hill i take my hat off to you not great whiskey but get so, definitely get drunk off the whiskey. so maybe we should like count up the whiskeys that we featured the distilleries and right. see which ones we did the most of because Heaven Hill would definitely rank highest, we, maybe. I mean, we really just keep crossing paths with that distillery's work. Right. And we'll keep coming back to them. Right. Though I think we really hit them pretty hard. I mean, and, and I don't know that we meant to do that. It no. Just, we just did that. No. It's just what we're into. Okay. Right. So let's talk about what's coming what's up. What's coming up is um, yeah. we have the episode after this one, which will be 14. Uh, which we haven't really decided on, but 15, we, we already have, have figured out. Yeah, 15, we're going to do as uh, uh, we've been doing every five right. episodes. Fall cocktails with our good friend and buddy Anders, the bartender at the Whiskey Lounge. He's mm-hmm. a, a fucking genius slash artist. Like, yeah. he has forgotten more about making cocktails than Scott and I will ever know. He's, Absolutely. He f- is really passionate about what he does, and he's got a lot of experience. Yeah, that'll be so cool. He's very excited about being here, too. Yeah. So I kind of planned out the episodes 
you know, I'm going to have to get it up. But I think what? that <laughs> I'm going to have to get How it. excited do you have to be for this? I'm going to get it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking don't edit, don't edit it, but explain it. <laughs> okay. What I mean by that. <laughs> What <laughs> the fuck? I made the calendar. Is oh, what I, mean. oh, well, I have bring to get it up, up then bring it up. Bring it up. That's right. a hell of a different than get it up. <laughs> get it up sounds like you're you're putting a demands on yourself. <laughs> oh shit. I think we're doing Jaegermeister next episode. <laughs> it's Jaegermeister versus Rumplemint. Which one's more disgusting? So you're right, Ed. 14, we have not decided what we're doing, but it might be something to do with the Willet tasting that we're going to tomorrow night. All right. Episode 15 fall cocktails fall cocktails and then we have uh 16 through 19 will take us through december and those will be port wine finished whiskeys single barrel whiskeys right double oaked bourbons right, right. and wheat whiskeys and so, so we will not do number 20 until which the next would be year. winter cocktails, right? Which would not come out scheduled now until January, right? So, uh, if you scotch lovers listen to us, uh, you know that we've only touched one scotch on one short, right? Which was the Game of Thrones one, which wasn't really that great, like so, it was fine, right? We think that we're going to use one of the episodes coming up to bring in two scotches that we specifically are targeting non scotch drink, right? I would love to do Japanese whiskeys, Indian whiskeys. Um, Do you think we should do Japanese whiskeys before scotch? uh, No. And here's why. If we do all American stuff, that's fine. If we do Irish stuff, that's also fine. But I think we need to do at least one episode focusing on scotch because there are six different areas in Scotland that produce scotch of different taste characteristics. And we need to do at least one of those before we even venture past that because these are the countries where it originated. America, Ireland, and Scotland. I'm with you. We need to do some more Irish whiskeys. We need to do some more Scottish whiskeys. Yes. So I think that's fine. And that's the fun thing about this podcast. We can go in so many directions. It's endless um, because we still have to do state by state whiskeys. Wyoming whiskeys, Colorado whiskeys. I've had New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland whiskeys. We can go on and on about the different whiskeys per state. Yeah, I have a list of episode ideas (laughs) that is about 30 long. We're going to be on the air until 2038. <laughs> right. And if, like many people surmise, if I cash out early, Gabe will take my spot. If you cash out early. As we just said, Gabe's on call. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Would you just get out of here already? Okay, well, maybe we should wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, we've covered it. Thanks so much. Um, this was very kind of uh, personal and, and self-centered on our part, but we wanted to do it. <laughs> um, we thank so many people for supporting us in this endeavor. Yeah, honestly, like I said on Facebook when we passed a 1,000 downloads, it's like it literally would not be possible, and we still wouldn't probably not be doing this if people weren't listening. Right. Like, it really does make a difference to us. We really right. appreciate people listening to this i just wanted to do uh, right and that. as you listen we really push ourselves to put out a nice product if you can listen and share this to other people and get other people to listen it'd be great we really appreciate it i want to thank scott for all of his effort and it's been probably the most fun i've had in a very long time doing this podcast yeah well i want to thank you for being the perfect comic foil and sort of the the propulsion behind each episode like i keep things organized but you move them forward well, thank you we really make a great part and we really appreciate all our guest hosts that come in here and add what they add to keep us from getting stale. Yeah. Because we never want to do that. True. And we'll have new guests on for the upcoming year and all that. So yeah. we're going to sign out. 
Keep listening, keep drinking good whiskey, and have some fun. Cheers, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode be sure to check out our next episode which is way better than this one. Oh yeah also follow and like our facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on twitter at whiskey tangent you can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow scott at giant cup of awesome spelled a-w-s-u-m just to be annoying hey you can email us any questions comments or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com and of course you can find us always at our podcast website whiskeytangent.podbean.com